0: The Job Clinic with Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. Robotic surgeon, medical photographer, and other unusual careers in the NHS. Hello, I'm Caroline Verdon, and this podcast explores some of the less heard of roles that exist within Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. I know I easily think of just doctors and nurses when it comes to hospitals, but there are all sorts of positions, some of which you might not have even heard of. This week, we're speaking to Beth Tapster. So, Beth,
1: what is your job title? I am a corporate support librarian at Leeds Teaching Hospitals.
0: What does that
1: even mean? I've heard of a librarian. (laughs) So, um in the hospital we have something called clinical librarians that support clinicians specifically. My role and I job share with um, my colleague Jenny, uh, we are aiming to support in the more corporate side of the running of the hospital. So management and quality improvement, we really do a bit of everything and we do support clinicians and we do sort of medical searches, but our role was kind of designed to flag up to people that we're not just there for doctors and we're not just there for clinical searches so we can support other people in the hospital
0: so forgive this which is i'm sure a very stupid question (laughs)
1: but what do you have in your library what do we have in our library Now, see in itself that question is slightly misleading so people people still have the idea of the library as the shelves of books that's you know as soon as you say library to anybody that's exactly what they think of and we do have that we do have we have across the trust we have um three sort of Traditional library spaces where you've got your room, you've got your computers, you've got your shelves of books, but the majority of what we have and the majority of what people use now is all online. And um, so, obviously, there's plenty of stuff that's freely available on the internet. There is also most of the medical journals um, are published online only. So, the majority of information that people want to access that the library manages the subscriptions for for them to access. Is online. Uh, sometimes it's ebooks, most of the time it's online journals. So basically, you, we've got the library that you see, that you come to, the physical place, but most of what we do and most of what we give people access to is online. Um, so although we did keep the library open during the pandemic, um, we can easily work remotely. So a lot of the time I work from home, people kind of have the image that you need to be in the library stamping books out for people. And there is a bit of that. But um, a lot of what we do is remote. And it's really just about finding the information that people need and getting them connected to it as easily as possible.
0: So I can, I can kind of get my head around what a clinician might be looking for. I can imagine that they might contact the library and say I'm doing some work on a bone, something or other, and I need to find examples of other people that have whatever. But if you're the corporate side of things, what are they looking for?
1: So massive range of things. Quite often it we will still be working with clinicians, but on maybe a quality improvement project that they're doing or something, a new initiative within the trust. So because medicine needs to be evidence-based and really the way that the NHS works needs to be evidence-based. When you start a project, it's great and ideally you want to do a, a literature search, see what's out there, what's been published that shows that what you're going to do has an impact, has a positive impact for the patients, um, have, has a positive impact for the hospital. So there is a huge amount of stuff published on all aspects of healthcare management. So, as an example, a search I was working on yesterday was a literature review looking for evidence of the positive impact of gardening projects on mental health and wellbeing. So rather than just say, well, we think this is a really great idea, we want to do this, ideally we want to be able to say, oh, this review has been published, this systematic review has been done showing that these interventions have this impact. And then that means that anything that you're doing, you're putting the, the NHS's time and money into, is evidence-based, it's got something behind it. Because obviously there's just so much going on in healthcare. It's such a massive industry, massive, massive organisational thing. That There's lots happening everywhere and you want to kind of capture what's already been found out by other organisations, whether they've done that in a published research article or whether it's just a case study about something that they've achieved. So are you
0: having to do then quite a bit of detective work to sort of... The detect- Find things, and the
1: detective work is my absolute favorite side of it <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I, and that is what i what I most enjoy about it, so people start with a question, and um, the first bit of detective work is to figure out what they actually mean by that question. what they think they want might not actually be what they really need, so we kind of need to narrow down what it is that they're really looking for. then we need to think of all the different places we can look for that information. Is it going to be in the big medical databases? is it going to be something? that's just been published on an internal website somewhere that we want to find? Is it going to be something that we really need to start asking around about? Um, And then getting all of that information then going through it and pulling out what's actually going to be useful. And so by doing that, we use our time to save people their time so that they can spend it doing what they are most talented in, skilled in and paid for. We're there as a time-saving measure, really, so that we don't have these really highly skilled clinicians or managers spending hours trying to find something decent on the internet when there may or may not be anything there. <laughs> that must be fascinating. Then, I love it. <laughs> you must get insights into all sorts of things. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. The, the range of things that we work on, um and sometimes when I first started I was like, well, this is terrifying. I don't know what any of these words mean. I don't know what this is. I didn't have a healthcare background and healthcare is something that seems well it is, you know, it's very specialized and a little bit scary. Um but it's still that same skills of just working out what it is that people need, what words are going to be used in the different articles that are published, the different research that's out there, and then using your searching skills. Um, but it does really give you just a really nice overview of all the different work that's going on in the Trust, and it's so varied, and it really just really makes you think how committed and how imaginative the people that work in the NHS are, and that people are coming up with ideas constantly for improvements. They're trying to do the best that they can for patients all the time, and I think people might sort of assume that hospital just functions and ticks along, but there's just there's constant ideas and people wanting to find out new things, keep, in, keep on top of the information that's being published. And, yeah, being part of that without having any sort of healthcare background is really exciting and feels really worthwhile. And how did you get into this position? So I kind of fell into librarianship. Most people do fall into it rather than setting out to become librarians. Um, I studied Italian and international politics at university. I actually had my eldest daughter whilst I was at university, so when I when I graduated, I was like a single mum, and I was a little bit stuck, with, I didn't know how to use my degree, didn't know if I'd ever really do anything with it. Um, and a job, like a customer service, library assistant job came up in my local library in Chapel Town in Leeds, um, and I was, I managed to get it, and it fitted in with school hours, I was like, ah, perfect. Um, and i Absolutely loved it. And I kind of realised that, like, obviously, that job was really, really different to this one, but it still had that same sort of core principle of connecting people with information that they needed. And I just loved it. I just got such a kick out of doing that for people. And I realised that what I liked most from my degree it was always the, the research side of it was always the bit where you go go and find these things in the library for your essay and that, that was what I got really really into and I kind of obviously when I started in that job hadn't seen it as a, a start of a career but I then started to look into what what options are available um, and from there I moved into university libraries and then when I was working in university libraries, I studied for my postgraduate diploma in librarianship. People don't realise that you need to do a postgraduate qualification. It's, it's something that I'm always a little bit defensive about because people are like, <laughs> what do you study? You're just putting books on shelves. But I studied that remote learning whilst I was working in two jobs in two universities.
0: That is a lot to juggle whilst doing a postgrad. Two jobs in two universities and you had a child. And another. <laughs> had two children. Two children.
1: And then had my third whilst. I was doing it <laughs> wow
0: that's <laughs> <But yeah>. incredible
1: <laughs> it was a little bit like stressful multitasking to the
0: extreme
1: <laughs> yeah kind of broke me a little bit but it was <laughs> I was really motivated <laughs> I just thought oh, this yeah. is something really interesting and I want to I want to do something with it it feels like something that's clicked it's not not a career that I dreamed of when I was young but it, it just works Works for my sort of skill set and interests, and has a lot of different directions it can go in. When I finished the course, um, I didn't do my dissertation, so I didn't get a full master's, got postgraduate diploma. I kind of decided not to do the dissertation because I had a newborn baby and it was just.
0: There are only so many hours in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I had intended to, but I just yeah, it, it seemed like a wise choice to me. Yeah. Um. So I then started looking for professional librarian job there's a bit of a sort of there's the distinction between library assistant and librarian, actually everybody who works in libraries is really skilled and really sort of has the same motivation so, but it's that kind of looking for the job that requires the qualification that you've done it's always what you want next and I then found a job um, as a librarian for a firm of consulting engineers and scientists so doing research for reports written by these, these engineers for insurance companies. It was it was just an interesting way to get started. And then when I saw this job in Leeds, um, in the NHS, advertised, I was just thought, oh, that's my dream. <laughs> that's, that's what, because I, I, I've always sort of been, I wanted to work in the public sector again. I wanted to work in a way that helped people. <laughs> that's, you know, that's always been sort of what motivated me most. And so I went for it and I got it. And, I always say to my boss and he always laughs at me that it's my dream job, but it is. Because it's it's really challenging and really interesting and really varied. And it feels like it's contributing something to something that's worthwhile. And that's ideal, really. That's what we want. And are there different routes in? So obviously you
0: need that professional qualification.
1: I think most people end up sort of working as a library assistant, and then deciding, oh, this is or isn't for me, and then going down that route. There are, I think there are sort of, increasingly they're looking at apprenticeships, different ways to expand it, because obviously once you have the requirement for a postgraduate qualification, it puts a lot of barriers in place. Um, So there are different routes. If you work in the public libraries, there's not as much requirement for the qualification, so you can kind of become a librarian in public libraries without necessarily doing the postgraduate. There are different ways into it. It's usually... Like I said, most people stumble into it and kind of end up working in a library and think, oh, this is, this is what I want to do. There are different ways. I think definitely people need to start off by working as a library assistant and just seeing if it's for them. It's so different from what people think when they think about libraries. And I would say that for all library jobs. It, there are very, very few where you'll be stamping books and shushing people and that's it. It's much <laughs> everybody assumes but it's much more it's a people profession it's kind of it's dealing with people working out what they need helping them
0: if you'd like to find out more about what it's like to be a corporate support librarian you can find out more information in our show notes on next week's episode i catch up with joe jones who is the deputy head of chaplaincy the job clinic with leeds teaching hospitals nhs trust robotic surgeon medical photographer and other unusual careers in the NHS. The Job Clinic is an under the Mast audio production.